Hey, 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 it's your boy Law. I'm back again with another episode. Get this, do this, and get play. And today I have a very, very, very special guest with me. Uh, her name is Caitlin Young. She's a multi, multi six figure business owner and had a lot of, uh, a lot of in, in, inspiring stories to tell. And, uh, I, uh, I'm going to let her take the stage, but what she had uh, accomplished in a short few years, what she had gone through in the past few years, what she had uh, put out in the past few years, and her level of uh, passion and dedication and client experience is, I think, top-notch in the industry. And uh, I would like to welcome you to Caitlin Young. And uh, I'm glad to have you here, Caitlin. Love to chat with you a little bit more about you instead of me. So uh, tell the listener something they don't know about you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm really honored to be here uh, and for such a great intro. Um, there's a lot, I guess, that if people haven't like tuned in and uh, gotten to know me that they don't know, like you kind of said, it's been a very, from the outside looking in, it's been a very short journey. Um, But really this transformation, as I call it, started about five years ago uh, when I decided to live. (laughs) I basically um, had given up on life, had decided that life was over for me because I had created this story since childhood that Um, I was not worthy of living. I was not worthy of being around. And so um, it started the moment I decided to live in a mental institute. I had this God moment of basically uh, I came to the realization that if I was not meant to be here, God would not have put me here. Like he put me on this earth for a purpose. And it was my job to find that purpose, live that purpose out and go all in on it. And so once I had that realization uh, over the next four years, I just kind of took step after step. Um, At the time I was almost 400 pounds. I was super overweight, Um, still got work to do there, but very much so worse in that situation and was working at Walmart, hated my job. And uh, I just started taking the steps to get my life back that I kind of never really had. Wow, that's a lot to unpack there. But let's uh, let's start with uh, the story. Talk to me a little bit about uh, how what, what you mean when you say the story you tell yourself that you were not worthy. What was those story that you tell yourself? So I came from a family of six kids. We were all homeschooled. And my mom was crazy for that, like homeschooling six children at once and dealing with all that. Uh, But I was always the easygoing kid. My, I got bit in the eye when I was seven by a dog. And my aunt told me that because I was staying at their house when this happened, basically told me that my parents weren't going to come get me and make sure I was okay because uh, they didn't have time for me. And so as a seven-year-old, even though that was completely untrue, like my parents would not have said that, I internalized it. And so for the next so plus years, the internal story I was telling myself is 
I am the lowest sibling on this totem pole of so many siblings. And so my job is to make sure I'm unseen, not heard, and make sure that I cause no problems because I just wanted to stay a part of the family. I thought the story I started creating, because, you know, you start with, it's like any kind of little fish story. The fish is this like two inches big, and then you create it. And now it's like a 36 inch fish, and uh, this big story that we create. And so my childhood imagination started just taking over. And so I started telling myself the story that I was the least worthy sibling in my family. And so by the time I had hit 16, the story turned into, I don't want to live past 22 because I am a burden to my family. I am a burden to everyone I meet. And I played the victim mindset. I turned into this victim mentality that I was never going to be good enough. And so I ended up when I was 22 Uh, I had been married for a year and a half and my husband, I had already written the goodbye notes. I had said goodbye to my family without them realizing it. It was when Avengers Endgame came out and we all went as a family and that was my goodbye to them. Um, My mom knew something was up, but I kept brushing it off. And uh, the day I decided I was going to take a bunch of pills, um, my husband walked in and he's like, what's going on? And I broke down and cried. And that's when I got instituted. I played the game of, oh, I'm fine, and kept getting out and then getting readmitted because I wasn't fine for six weeks. And uh, like I said, it was just a moment where I had this moment where God literally kind of talked to me and was like, look, if you weren't supposed to be here, (laughs) I, I would not have created you. I would not have put you on this earth. So buckle up, buttercup, we're gonna go and uh, change the world kind of thing. And uh, that started with having to change me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm grateful that you're here. You know, mm-hmm. we there's a lot of people out there that are grateful that you're here. And the fact of uh, what I, I got from your story is is uh, is uh, two things. Right? First thing is what you tell your the story that you tell yourself matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the words matter. Words. Uh, basically a spell that uh, can change uh, the human mindset and the human condition. So the story you tell yourself back then were probably negative and were probably a bunch of assumptions about yeah. the, the word that maybe you didn't have the courage to go out there and ask questions uh, yeah. or maybe you didn't develop that skill yet. Right? And then, and then, having family that supported you and uh you know worry about you just kind of saved you in a sense mm-hmm. but then what really saved you is your journey with discovering uh god uh and um uh, i i i feel like that's the theme today in all of my recording is god had helped so many people uh, and and everybody's faith journey is different, and uh, I'm sure you the same. But it's that uh, inflection point that you had when you had a conversation with God that, hey, you were put here for a reason. What you went through is for a reason because you are the only one, the the person that can take all that 
uh, and then learn something from it and maybe share your story later on to help the first person that you used to be. Whoa. Does that sound a little correct or am, am, am I off? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's co- absolutely correct. A hundred percent. And um, the thing I want to make sure people know is like, just because I had that moment then doesn't mean like it was fairy tales after. It wasn't like, oh, I'm perfectly fine. Everything's good. Like life doesn't work that way. Um, I had to do a lot of inner work and I'm still doing like I have coaches and things that help me through that mindset still. Um, But the thing is, is that it's the consistent effort to realize that you know, once you realize you're worthy and you're um, good enough for the life you want, like it's a game changer. I mean, I, after that, that's when I, you know, quit Walmart. I started looking into jobs that were sales-based, you know, and then it turned into a business owner and it just kept cascading because I kept taking chances on myself. I kept taking leaps that sometimes were epic fails, but not fails because they were lessons um, that, it was just failing forward. It was consistently taking action, whether I knew it was going to work out or not, just having blind faith that I, as long as I kept moving forward, it, I would reach where I wanted to go. Right, so the common theme is, this episode is recorded around Christmas, the common theme that happens uh, around this time of the year that keep coming up is faith. So talk to me a, a little bit about how, you know, and uh, as uh, we as entrepreneurs, we always charting new water. We always create new course. We always going into the unknown. How important is it to you in your personal and business development? How important that faith is to you in your personal development? Let's, let's, let, let's put aside business for a second because I think business is just a byproduct of personal development. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the coaches that I've paid this year, just to give you an example, most of them have been mindset coaches. They weren't like business or whatever. It was inner work. That's how important it is to me is that I know when I get near mind, body, soul, like the rest will align. Um, I like, even in the last six months, I've been back on the health journey and I've noticed the more healthier I get, the better my business gets, the better our products get. Same with the mind. Because when you are clear, when you are able to be authentically you, when you are able to develop that faith in yourself, to have that strong connection to God, to have that strong connection to who you are, Everything else becomes like the water clears, the mud kind of moves away and it's like, oh, I can see the picture. Um, so super important. I, I, I would say that's probably the most important part, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you have to do the inner work on you to get anywhere you want to go. Um, you you bring up a, the good point is uh, most people want the result, but they the, the result is already achievable within themselves. And it's it's just a matter of we have to become somebody else to be worthy, be worthy of the res uh, of the result that we are so desire. And I think you know, I think uh, I think it's kind of counterproductive. But at the same time, if you want something, you hold on have to be somebody first, and then do the thing that that somebody 
would would do. Like so, that's why it's so powerful when uh, in in the Christian community is, hey, what would Jesus do? Yes. What would Jesus do? Yeah. What would Jesus do? And uh, you mentioned another point that I I I think that uh, that is really important is consistent the consistency of how you work on yourself, how you executing the work on yourself, how you uh, from from that consistency breathe self confidence, and you, I mean, and so walk me through the the inflection point when you put Walmart. How that came about? So Walmart, um, it was really, I had just had, uh, this is one of those moments I took action and I learned. Uh, I had had gastric sleeve surgery, which is a weight loss surgery, because at that point I was just looking for quick results. I was like, I want to lose all the weight. I want to be good. We're going to be thin and then life will be fine because I did not know better that you had to like do the whole mindset thing. So I got the surgery, started losing the weight. And, um, I, when I started feeling good, but I knew that I didn't want to be a Walmart employee forever. I didn't want to give my life away to a job that was never going to get me to where I wanted to go. Cause I've always had this vision of having a llama farm with like a retreat center and like this whole thing. Um, and I knew Walmart was not going to be the pathway to get there. So I went into health insurance (laughs) of all things for a little bit. And it was in that, that I, even though I wasn't like super passionate about health insurance, I met the people that I needed to, to decide what my next step was. So then I got into some mindset stuff with some people in a group called Apex. And when I realized through a little bit of that mindset work, like I am passionate about helping others be authentic online. That's when social media doctor was born. And this is within a six month period. Like I quit Walmart and I started a business like six months, very short period, but it was very rapid growth. Like my mind was consistently leveling up. And, uh, so then social media doctor was born and I went all in on learning everything I could to make sure that my clients were getting the results. And uh, then we fast, I wrote a best-selling book at that point. But funny story, I took that book off the shelf. The reason being is it reflected the victim mindset I was in at that point. I was in a victim mentality. And so the book was basically me praising everyone else and uh, talking about how bad I was instead of talking about the hope and growth and focusing on the positive. So I took that book off the shelf, uh, kind of sidetracked, but basically, yes, that's how we transferred out Walmart. It was very rapid kind of transfer. Uh, so, uh, talking about, uh, you know, being an employee is cause, uh, you know, I had a similar path. I, I didn't know I was an employees. I've been an employee since I was, uh, 16. So mm-hmm. when I started my entrepreneurship, uh, uh, entrepreneur journey, I was a pre-season employee already. I was uh, in the workforce for about 14 years by then. So, uh, so the, the talk to me a little bit about the 
the fear or lack thereof when you decide to quit? Was there a, a, a burning passion? Was there an element of fear? Was there an element of curiosity? I'm sure there was like unpack all those emotions for me a little bit when when you make that that leap leap I call it leap of faith. Right? Yeah, so it was definitely scary. Like when I decided Walmart was no more, like we were, my husband was worked at a factory and. Uh, like we weren't like super well off. We lived in an apartment kind of complex. And uh, basically I made the the jump without any money in reserve. Like it was like, this needs to work or else we're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> like, it was like, this is like, I'm going all in on this and hopefully it works. Because if not, I'm going to have to sell my car next week. <laughs> like, let's go on. And uh, so it was definitely, I was terrified, but I had this this flame inside me that that I started listening to after that God moment, right? At the Institute, it's just this moment of leaning in to that intuition, leaning into that voice inside me that said, you got this. And there were times that I was like, I don't got this. There were times that, I mean, my bank account would be like negative $600 and like, we're just like scrapping things when I first started out. But the consistency, even then like deciding, well, I I have no option other than to keep going is what kept me like (laughs) in the forward momentum. It was a move that definitely was scary, but at the same time, exhilarating. Like I was so it was it was an exciting but scary time in my life because I was like, yeah, I'm really doing this. But also, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, fast forward to now, um, you say you love what you do. I do. So I am super passionate about social media, about helping contractors and business coaches grow their brand online, really helping them. Uh, tap into the authenticity, the core values, the mission, and everything in their brands. Because I truly believe my purpose on this earth is not only through social media, but how I do other things is to help others unmask their hidden selves within them to help them step into who they're called to be. That is my Ooh. calling on this earth. God damn. See, I have goosebumps right here. Goosebump today was just like I think God is speaking to all of you today. Like everybody give me goosebumps. You know. But uh, hey, that's a great mission. And uh I'm I'm so glad that you found you found it, you know, because uh I I, I talk to a lot of people and you can feel the difference when you're talking to an inspired person or, or a defeated person. And trust me, I've been to the boat end of the, the spectrum. I I fell defeated. I fell down. I fell down to the ground many times. And recently, I feel convicted. I feel inspired. I feel like I'm on a mission. So I, I, I totally get where you are coming from in that, that sense. And, um, and growth is scary. We just got here, and all of a sudden, next year we have to charge a new course, do a new <laughs> thing. 
because you know in business you can't be just stagnant or you die you either going or you die so that's uh that's fun and exhilarating at the same time like you say so uh on your journey um i'm sure that uh to to flip a 360 degree like that to come from working at Walmart to being I'm not, and I'm not saying Walmart is a bad job but it's just yeah. it's just not something that I would do for more than a couple of years yeah you know it's, it's just it, that's the reality of things Same. right um but how how what did you learn in Walmart that translated well to what you're doing right now Oh, there's so many things because I was a manager at Walmart. So um, I learned how to manage people. I learned how to lead people. I learned how to delegate tasks and to really um, step into how to talk to people. Like that has translated so much into my team, right? Uh, Because I would write everybody's task list, type it up onto a thing because I ran the apparel section. And so I would have tasks for all the employees that were in apparel and things like that. And then inventory, right? So keeping track of that. There were so many different aspects that transferred over. And my factory job I had for three years before that, same thing. I was a leader there. And so it was just a lot of the leadership skills, the learning how to talk to people, to treat people like humans. Because a lot of times, I've because people don't always come from that background uh, as business owners, I've seen it go opposite where people just talk to them like numbers. And so being able to have that human piece, to have that piece where I can lead, still hold boundaries, you know, be able to hold the boundaries of what's expected, but treat people so that way they're excited to work for you that's that that's priceless i would do it all over again just for that well uh, so your past experience definitely influenced your future decision now so uh you know i'm a firm believer of uh you are where you are because of uh you are exactly where you are because of uh of uh, a reason and whatever the reason that may be called divine intertwined, call it poetic, just it, call it whatever. But like you are exactly where you are because you needed to learn the lesson that that needed in the future. For mm-hmm. example, you say about leadership, you didn't know that that skill was going to be become valuable later on. You didn't know that about making task lists for people is actually one of the key pieces of building value in the business. Right, you didn't know any of that. You were just getting paid by Walmart and doing what yeah. they should do, right? So, uh, so this go back to uh, you know a, a message that I want to send out to our listener is uh, you are stuck doing whatever you're doing right now because that's a skill that you need to learn. That's a like like if you get paid for your time, but what you don't account for, you get paid you get paid in experience too as well so uh, the 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 money is just a monetary thing but uh but the reason you know like me i have accumulative knowledge of a lot of things so when i started the business it's not it feel like an overnight success 
but it's actually it's what I've been doing for the past 14 years up until now. Same thing with you. And same yeah. thing with a lot of people that start out business. They use they utilize skills in their past career experience, uh life to apply in, in what it is right now because somebody got to teach it how to read. Somebody had to teach it how to do math. So the skill build on top of each other. So I think that's really cool that um, you can pull those experience out and uh, propel your business forward. So let's talk about let's talk about the current landscape of social media right now. What are you seeing the trend in 2024? Um, so the trend we've been seeing is the people that the chat leap tears and the authenticity people, as I call it, there's like a divide. Um, I am a huge fan of using ChatGPT in the business, things like that. I'm not dissing it completely, but the people that literally just copy paste ChatGPT into their posts, um, instead of adding their authentic taste, instead of adding their core values, instead of, you know, really diving deep into that piece, uh, it, it drives me insane. Um, so the thing that I think is going to continue to stand out is authenticity, like, I think as more things get automated, as more things become, you know, systemized by AI, automations, all these things that are definitely needed in the business, like I'm not negating them, I use them every day. I think that the direction is going to be we are going to see more people turning into the authenticity factor because they're going to see, oh, I want to stand out. Well, how do you stand out? By being yourself, by being who you truly are, by showing you up, by, you know, putting your face on social media and talking and telling the listeners, you know, hey, this is what we're doing on this job site. Hey, I am currently helping this client in my coaching business. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Right. Um, so I definitely think that we're going to see more people. It's going to be kind of a more... Um, easier to see divide of the, the people that are not putting the energy into their work and the people that realize authenticity is what's going to take them to the next level. Hey, uh, you, you mentioned authenticity a lot and uh, it's, it's, I'm guessing it's one of your core values to be authentic, right? Um, it's not actually a core value. It's um, our mission. So it's in our mission statement. Uh, so mission even is, better. Yep. Right? <laughs> even Putting better. the heart back in social media is the mission, which means authenticity, because that's where your heart is. Right, right. So let's uh authenticity is you hear this you hear a lot of word, a lot of saying on social media. It, it's the highest form of love, it's a high f uh frequency. Uh uh there is out there is it's just it's it's connect with people so good but how do you define authenticity how 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 you do you define that in a in the distilled way that for well, i don't even t understand authentic what authenticity is. i can't tell you what it is but i do it Right. I think it's being the truest form of yourself. I think that it is, and that goes back to like my personal mission, right? It's helping people uncover that truest form of themselves and then displaying it. Um, but I, I really truly believe authenticity at the end of the day is your compass 
and this goes back to having strong core values too, because I feel like for me, I have four core values. So it's like each piece of the compass, right? Northwest, East, South. And uh, so I really feel like when you are authentic, true to yourself, and you follow your core value compass, you know, making decisions based off that compass, you're, you're unstoppable. I, I, that That's just how I see it. Right. So, uh, so talk to me a little bit about uh, your process of uh, uncovering, uh, um, like I say, if a client come on to you and their their social media presence is non-existent. Uh, where do you start with those guys? Very first thing I do is I ask them, do they have core values and mission statement? If they don't, then I sit down with them for an hour on Zoom and we work through it together. And I have a worksheet that I actually got from Thomas Keenan because uh, he's huge into the core value stuff. And so what we do is we sit down and we figure it out together. We sit down and we go, okay, let's figure this out. Let's figure out what your mission is. Let's figure out what your core values are, you know, and I start getting to know the actual person. The other piece we do is we go back three years in their Facebook timeline. So if they've posted anything on their personal timeline, I'm going to get to know how they speak, what their language is like, how they interact, right? And so based on those things, and then through our very like extensive onboarding form that we have now, where we're asking, okay, what's your bio? What's your logos? Tell us what your favorite quotes are. As random as that is, it tells us a lot about what that person likes, right? Like, okay, if they're doing quotes from Taylor Swift, we know like they're more in that crowd. Whereas if they're doing quotes from Grant Cardone, you know, then, you know, we have different tastes and we can figure out, okay, this is their style. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. But the point is, is that work is worth it because at the end of the day, you get a social media presence that reflects you. Wow, that's a man. That's a steal. You can go in help people figure out their core value. I mean, that's that's that to me alone is worth a seminar right there. You know, get um, get the core value dial in and uh, communicate that to the world. Change the game for us, uh, obviously, and change the game internally as well as externally. Right? It's give us a set of um, basically just a set of rules to act by culture defining right and um and that's that's great uh so tell me uh let's unpack this a little bit here so what you do is not like i don't think what you do is like uh, a lot of other social media agency Mm-mm. right it's it's a it's it's a little bit different approach that uh really dive in into uh communicating your and again, back to your mission, your authentic self, right? Into the world, put the heart back into social media. And tell me why that is important versus the, you know, cookie cutter process that uh, I see a lot of social media agency tend to fall, uh, tend to fall into. So why I think it's important. So again, going back to, um, what I kind of said about chat GPT is that everything looks the same, right? Like everyone has these pretty Canva templates that are exactly the same. Now I use Canva, but we do it like 
we literally create the content in there. We're not using like a template. We create like our own templates for our clients because the reason being, again, the authenticity piece, we use those pieces. So I also don't believe in scheduling posts. That's the other piece that a lot of social media agencies do is they'll schedule posts out for weeks in advance and, you know, leave it there. Whereas with us, we're going in, we're actually posting in real time because that gets more interaction too. Um, Because Facebook wants you to watch ads, right? They want you to be on the platform. They want you to be interacting. So we actually go in, we post, we like and comment on things for our clients. uh, We interact so that way it boosts their posts up. Um, The other piece that is uh, tends to be different than most social media agencies is the frequency. We post more often than a lot of agencies. Um, We're also a non-ad agency. So right now we do not do paid ads. I see the value of them and I encourage clients to use them uh, with other people. But for us, we are so hyper-focused on providing the best content and best value organically that getting a, uh, you know, going and off and learning ads, going off and learning all these side things, right? I don't want to distract from the goal that we have set for our client, the goal that we have promised them. And that means we're going all in on organic, all in on their socials. We're putting all our effort there instead of having five different things we're doing. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I, uh, I have a little bit of a different take on this and, uh, you know, uh, I want to listen to uh, understand a little bit of bigger microcosm of what Caitlin is doing and how that fit into your, uh, marketing mix or marketing plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing organic alone is not enough. No, you know, no yeah, it's not enough. So if you're looking at Caitlin to fix your marketing, mm-hmm. That's that's not going to be possible uh, because organic is basically that's your second profile, right? Beside your website, that's your second profile. That's your third profile. That's a verifier. That's that's uh, you know because when say if you were to run Facebook ad, if you say if you were to run Google ad, say if you were to run Instagram ad. And most of these people are like, oh, mad. Cool. Okay. You know, uh, check out a few other companies. But what it does is when they interact with your ad, they also interact with your profile. And then most people, 99% of them, will not just fill out a form. They're going to go in, click, click, click. Who's this guy? What's he about? Can I, within the first five or ten posts, can I or can I not? Can I or can I not hire him? So to me, that's the 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 the, 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 the verifier of who you are. You say you are is uh, is basically what. Uh, <clears throat> It's basically what uh, what uh, what your agency is doing to letting people know that hey, thank you for being an interested party. 
to our uh, company, here is who we are. Yeah. Is, is that kind of correct? Yeah. So I, again, like I am not against paid ads. It's just not what our agency does. Um, I want to make sure that we're providing one specific value and being able to do that well. Now, will I, I offer ads in the future? Probably. But right now, I want to make sure that we are able to do that one thing super well before we, you know, add and get shiny objects under them all the things, right? <laughs> um, so I 100% agree. I call it two-step verification where people, um, you know, they get click on the ad, things like that. And then they go to the social media profile. And it's basically a confirmation of like, if you have consistent content going out, they're going, oh, cool. Like they really are who they say they are. Like this ad is true. Um, same with like Google or any kind of other um, marketing. People are going to social media for that two-step verification. They're going there to see like, okay, how are they really who they say they are? what, you know, learning more about them. And if your profile has your core values, if they're, you're showing off what your team's doing, you're talking about all the exciting things that are going on, if you're providing educational content on different ways that they can, you know, maintain their products and things like that, uh, they're going to feel much more invited, like, oh, this, this company really is someone I want to do business with. So I 100% agree. Right. And uh, if, uh, say, uh, what is the one thing that you can recommend right away for any type of business that looking into increasing their content gain, increasing their, their social media awareness, increasing just what is the, what is the advice that you would give them in starting out? Um, the biggest advice is make the post. First of all, like there are so many people, <laughs> there are so many people like you laugh, but it's true. Like there are so many people that I come across. They're like, yeah, I, I have this post idea. That's great. Okay. You have an idea, but are you posting it? There are people that have analysis paralysis and they think that it has to be absolutely perfect before they can post. Whereas I am of the belief that you post and you'll get better as you post, right? You keep going, you're going to improve each time you post. You're going to get better. And in that time, you're growing a following. And even if it is just your mom at first laughing at your video, like, you know, it, over time, you're going to get better and you're going to get more consistent. Uh, the other piece is gain your face on video. <laughs> That's the other thing is, is not being afraid to get in front of the camera, to talk about your business, because what it's going to actually do is it's actually going to help your sales too, because you're used to talking. You're used to talking about what you do. You're used to going in front of the camera. You're practicing basically how you speak every time you got on a reel. So that way, when you go to a sales appointment or you have a sales call, it's just already in your brain. You're like, oh, I just talked about this on a reel yesterday. Like, Let's let's go. Uh, that's interesting. Thank you. Uh, but when you say just post, that's that's kind of like uh, taking the first step, right? Taking mm -hmm. the first step. And uh, so many times I, I talk to a lot of business owner that looking for the next best strategy, next best uh, uh, content calendar, next best thing. Mm -hmm. I, I check out their social media. Uh, did an audit on them and 
we don't see a faces, even their their last names on the company, but I don't know who they are, right? Uh, and I think there's uh, uh, for the company that under ten million right, anyway. There's a value of marrying the personal brand with the business brand, uh, because people still buy from people, right? Um, so if you're not, if the owner is not the one who's doing it, somebody got to do it. Yeah, I encourage people all the time. Like they're like, I don't want to be the face of the company. I'm like, great. So who's on your team that we can leverage? Like, and not just one person. Let's get the whole team involved. Let's do introduce this member. Let's do this member. Like, let's show them working on the job site. Because, like you said, people buy from people. So if it's just a stock photo of something from the internet you took and you put it on a post, and then you know they meet the salesperson, and they're like, "Oh, who's that guy on that post? Oh, he doesn't work for us." Like, <laughs> that kind of doesn't really create trust because it's like, "Oh, so you're posting images that aren't even you guys. You're just dealing internet." You know, um, that always cracks me up when I see that kind of post. Um, but yeah, so I 100% agree. It's just deciding to get over the fact that people have to be involved in your social media. And yeah, having the owner in there is good. As you grow and you don't want to be the center because you want to step back into more of the CEO role, get your people involved. You know, Show up once in a while, but get your people involved. Set the standard for them that, hey, when you're at a job site or you're at a coaching gig that you take a social media selfie, you do a video, you know, uh, this is our expectation whenever you're doing this thing. And uh, having those expectations up front for your people makes it a lot easier to get the content then too. Well, uh, hi, Caitlin, uh, it's, it's been really nice having you on here. And um, what was... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll end it with that. What was, what is your next three years ago, and how are you planning on achieving that? Ooh, Ooh. I have a couple. Of them. I have a couple of them. So the llama farm, <laughs> uh, getting as random as that is. Uh, I have a huge passion for llamas and how therapeutic they are for people. Um. I raised llamas growing up and stuff like that. Uh, but I really want to have a retreat center that people can come and get authentic to who them they are and stuff like that. So three years down the road, I would like to see that in fruition. What I'm doing to get there is really focusing on the social media business as well as our social media mastermind we got going on. Um, I have multiple courses in the works that we are going to be launching. I have uh, my own podcast launching. I got my next book coming out. Um, I got so many things in the mix that are just getting ready to launch and it's going to be pretty exciting. And then of course, continuing the work on me, continuing to get healthy, continuing to take the action daily. I need to, to make those goals a reality because at the end of the day, it does come down to the actions you take every day. Wow. Thank you, Caitlin, for coming on and sharing your story uh, and, uh, you know, letting people know about uh, how to overcome uh, almost anything by leading with uh, your faith. And uh, thank you for being such a light in the community. And thank you for being such a 
advocate for uh, authenticity, which is I think is missing in the <clears throat> the current construction world. And uh, authenticity mean different, different mean branding, and branding mean more pricing power, and pricing power mean more profit, and more profit mean more riches, and more riches mean you can grow your business. So be authentic, y'all. And uh, any any word you want to add to that? No, that's perfect. Uh, you captured it perfectly. It's you know at the end of the day, when if you're authentic to who you are and you're being consistent and showing up and doing what you need to do, that's that's how you win. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.